you are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome back to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv. Today we are going to talk about your cookbooks. This is just a reminder for you to browse through your cookbooks. It's very likely that you have one or two cookbooks lying around the house, maybe even a leaflet of recipes that came with an appliance you bought. How often do you actually look through them? There are endless recipes online, so what's the point of cookbooks anymore, you might ask? Well, endless can be pretty overwhelming at times in my experience. Also, endless does not always mean great. Now, if someone got a chance to release a book with their recipes in, then hopefully, most of the time, they know what they're talking about. And it's fantastic that we have the internet for quick dinner ideas or variations on brownies that suit our needs and what we have in our cupboards. So by all means, continue to find inspiration online as much as you want. But the other day, I suddenly remembered that I hadn't looked at any of my cookbooks ages. In one of them, I had even bookmarked tons of great sounding recipes that I hadn't tried yet. If you have a cookbook in your house, it's probably either because someone gave it to you thinking it would suit you, or you bought it for yourself with that same idea in mind. So sit down comfortably, browse through your cookbooks and find some inspiration. Take notes somewhere about what recipes you'd like to try, maybe add some bookmarks or post-its so you can easily find them. The wonderful thing about cookbooks is that you can put all your devices away, not get annoyed by pop-ups that ask you to agree to cookies on the site, emails coming in and everything else that's ready to take you away from the fun of cooking. If you want, you can even take notes in the book. They're there to be used, right? easy to come back to in the future, and even helpful if you hand it down to someone else one day. Some of the books I have are, maybe unsurprisingly, not just cookbooks, but books that have both information about health and nutrition, along with some recipes that use the ingredients mentioned in the book. This is actually amazingly inspiring. After reading a chapter about the benefits of a certain vegetable, I'm so caught up in that world and I just want to go straight into cooking with it. Some cookbooks have absolutely amazing tips. One of the books given to me, called Bakebuka, which means the baking book, by a Norwegian baker and pastry chef Svada Setra, has so much awesome information about baking techniques and the chemistry of it all, which I don't really know that much about from before, which makes you really understand where you can improve your baking. 
I use some of his tips in my video with 10 tips on how to make perfect bread every time. Though I knew all of these things really already, he explained in his book so well why it's like that. And that information was missing for me and really, really interesting. It's the kind of information you didn't even know you needed to know, so you might never have looked it up anyway. Nothing beats browsing through a book, touching the pages, looking at the wonderful photos, undisturbed and in your own time. So get your cookbooks out and have a look yourself. What cookbooks do you have at home? And when was the last time you used them? Post on Instagram and tag me at the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. Today, we are finally, I'm sorry this has taken so long, we are making pasta from scratch, but we're making it green. Coloured food is so fun, especially when we colour it with spinach. That's right, the healthiest food colouring you'll ever come across. It really is about time that I did a recipe on pasta from scratch. Pasta is one of those things I am surprised is not more common to encourage people to make at home. It's really easy and lovely to have entirely fresh. A pasta maker is a huge help, but if you don't have one, don't let it stop you because a rolling pin and some simple kitchen utensils will get you there too. You can of course use this following recipe without the spinach and just get regular pasta. But if you're up for some fun, colourful food, join me in chucking some spinach in there. Though this green pasta is fun both to look at and eat, you'll probably want to have something else with it. So decide what you're having with your pasta and get that ready when it fits in with your cooking. My guess would be as the pasta dough is resting or right before you start cooking the pasta. To make green pasta, this is two generous servings. You need two eggs, two cups of plain or wholemeal flour. Wholemeal is healthier, but plain flour will help the green color come out a bit brighter. About two tablespoons of olive oil, no more than that. Half a teaspoon of kosher salt or coarse sea salt. And a handful of spinach, about 80 grams or so, so not a lot. This is what you omit, obviously, for plain pasta. In a bowl, you put some ice-cold water and some ice cubes, if you have them. Gently dry sauté the spinach, so sauté it in a pan with no butter, no oil, over medium heat until it turns a brighter green colour. This will happen pretty fast, maybe 30 seconds or a minute or so. And put it straight in the bowl with the ice-cold water. When it's cooled down, squeeze out the excess water through a cloth or a nut bag, if you have that from when we were making nut milk. In a bowl, you mix together the spinach, eggs, olive oil and salt. Then you mix in the flour bit by bit. You can also do this in a food processor, which will give it a lovely light texture, but either is fine. Keep mixing or blending until the dough doesn't stick anymore. So keep adding flour until you get there. Cover the dough with cling film and let it rest for about 20 minutes. Take the dough out and cut it into smaller pieces. About four sections should do it and roll them out on a floured surface one by one. If you're using a pasta maker, 
dust the maker with some flour and run it through the lasagna mold a few times going thinner and thinner each time and then you run through your desired pasta shape. If you're doing this by hand keep rolling the pasta as thinly as you can with the rolling pin. Keep flipping the dough over so it doesn't start sticking to the surface and keep dusting it with more flour. When it's thin enough for your liking Cut it into thin strips. This will basically give you tagliatelle, which is probably the easiest shape to make by hand. For each pasta strip that you make, make sure you have somewhere to hang it so it doesn't start sticking to the worktop. Over the bowl that you used before to make it usually works fine. Then bring a pan of water to the boil and gently add the pasta in. The cooking time really depends on how thick your pasta is, but between three to six minutes is usually good. Take a couple of them out and test them. And when you think they are good, transfer all the pasta to a colander, mix in a bit of olive oil and transfer to the plates. Then add whatever you're having with it and enjoy your colorful homemade pasta. I would love to see your pasta. Did you add spinach for that green color? What shape did you go for? Share your results with me. I look forward to hearing from you and you will hear from me next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.